Hey y'all, my name is Corey and I'm here with my wife Shauna. We are the hosts of the Us First That podcast. Join the conversation. What do we think of that intro? Ah, it's so awesome. Yeah, our man Mark definitely hit it out of the park. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was absolutely awesome. That echo at the end. Ah, how cool. How cool. So our buddy Mark from Nashville is was one of our first friends actually that we met there. He has been in the music industry for a long time. And we actually went and spent some time with him and his wife in New Orleans when we were passing through. In their hometown outside of New Orleans. We had previously met in Nashville, and then we got to spend some time traveling through when we were coming through the Gulf in uh, their hometown, which was really cool. A totally different way to see your adult friends later in life. Yeah, I mean, especially because of just the changes of life that we have been able to experience alongside of some of these friends, you know, like we've gotten to spend a lot of time with people back from our, actually from our hometown. Um, and also like friends like Mark and Marissa who have met us like right at the beginning of our Nashville life and now get to see us like just where we are presently. It's really cool to kind of watch how your lives change, but morph and, kind of stay the same all at the same time yeah, and they they learn to grow uh, in the different stages too like it's it's a pretty amazing thing to witness Not knowing comes down to just like my relationship with self and the fact that I was willing to look for anybody else to tell me what to do instead of making that decision for myself um, which left me asking like oh I don't know I don't know I don't know over and over and over again and so what I was getting was more I don't knows and you know confusion and clear or like unclear ideas and you know the more that I just was like I don't know who I am but I'm gonna try this on so like in the van um, we bought I bought a sketchbook and I've like done some like sketches with pencils and I've done some with markers and Sharpies and like just trying on like what feels good because for me, I don't remember like my, my passion as a kid, like I was an entrepreneur, those lemonade stands, those I was selling, um, bookmark glue bookmarks from space makers. (laughs) Like I was hustling and like doing it often. So like, for me now, looking back, I'd be like, oh, like I, I always was this entrepreneur. I always wanted to like sell, like have that kind of relationship, but that I um, never saw that as you were a trapper keeper hustling and yeah, like that, that's sure. the claim to fame. For sure. That's it. <laughs> I, was always an entre- I was always an entrepreneur. I was selling trapper keeper gl- glue, hey, glue you, patches. Were people buying it? Yeah, yeah. They were probably also buying like 
whatever. They was <laughs> they was supporting the hustle, yeah, you know. I guess. And little, that little schools are lit. Who knows what you can find in those hallways? <laughs> but I think still, it's it's the idea of let those memories that you have sort of teach you too, because and, I wasn't using that as as like something that would have fueled my passion or like helped me to find clarity. But really now, if I look back, I'm like, oh, okay, those tendencies, those skills, those the things that were still enjoyable to me are are very much still enjoyable now. And now I can sort of double down on them. Yeah. It, I think like you hit on some, some really, really great things on, on top of like, I can probably say, I don't know <laughs> still, like, I don't know. I'm trying, like I'm trying. And I think that's where like this idea of speaking about it and to it comes in because like, I don't know. Um, and I still don't know where that purpose lies or where that passion lies or what I'm truly passionate about. I've got a whole bunch of things that I really like spending my time doing. Um, and I think a lot of people are, can say they're, they're in that same boat. Like they don't, they don't know what they're doing and, and that's okay. That's, that's the, that's the trick. Like most people stop there because they're paralyzed by the fear of like, Oh, what, what, what am I doing? Like going, even going to college or me, I didn't go. And I just, I was working all the time, but I've never asked myself this question until I was like 30. It's like, what am I doing? Why don't I feel happy? Right. That's kind of what led to me asking what I was doing. But I had a, a teacher of mine say like, it, it doesn't matter. Just don't sit still. Like, just don't sit still. And like, is if you're searching, you're an active participant in your own happiness at that point. And then that changes everything you do. Anything you step into, then you can kind of look at, like, even if it didn't work out well, even if it was a quote unquote failure in your own mind, like, were you actively pursuing something that you thought at the time was going to make you happy? And I think that's kind of the piece. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's also part of one of the things we wanted to talk about today, which is the topic for today's conversation is really about bringing it back to simple. And we have really been able to just understand and grasp this concept since living in the van um, because all of the things that we have, we obviously have had to simplify our life to some degree just by getting rid of things, right? So that having less things makes things less complicated. But it also meant that we have we now understand that relation between sim- being simple and being overcomplicated. And we are trying and we are avidly making space for le- like making room for things that we love and taking things away that we don't love. And things that aren't causing us you know, these, it's causing things that are causing us stress and, and making us feel angry or frustrated or things like that. Like we look at them and then realize, okay, how can I simplify this? How can I make this? So it doesn't have to take up this much room because I don't have the capacity for it. And so it's helped us to really break, break some of these like more complicated ideas or problems down to the root. Yeah. I think being in such a small space and like chopping our stuff down and like really asking 
like, okay, do I want this? Do I need this? What does it do for me? That, that was like a season too, because then I, being in a small space, like I've seen another season where we've acquired things yeah, and we kind of acquired things un, unconsciously because it was like, ah, oh, we can dig and save mm. and we can get this stuff for really cheap and we can wear it and we can upgrade a wardrobe, but we also didn't follow through on removing our pieces to replace them with. And like, that's a season. That's a, like, you can see it like, oh wait, why did I feel like I needed to acquire things? And a piece of it kind of was, I think my idea of Vegas, like, man, I want a new shirt for Vegas. I want, I want this for Vegas. And then now I'm not in Vegas. Right. Right. So what is it? Is it in my space? Now we had to clean it. We had to wash it. We like, we have to take care of this stuff now. Well, and not just that, but everything we bought in Vegas was pretty much winter shit. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> it was 105. Yeah. We, it was 105 when we left and yeah, we did laundry. And I realized that too, because now all of those things or some of our other things have now made space on our benches, right? Like they used to have a spot, but because now we have too much mm-hmm. stuff somewhere else there's not a spot and and in the van and when you're living tiny this way it's you your stuff like being in your space in your face is you can only tolerate it for so long because the messes like take over the whole room mm-hmm. right like even right now we just have our coffee and a planter on like on our counter and it already looks messy right like there's like oh where do I where could I put things so you, we've just really had to like keep on keep on top of that. And when you when we fall off of it, it's just so much more obvious now because right. we don't have as much space. Right. And also that this is to be said, like me and Sean are consciously assessing our our stuff, right? And not just like our material stuff, but kind of our emotional stuff, um, almost constantly. Um, we give ourselves a little bit of a break when we remember to take a break because like it's it's addictive to try to play a game with your things right um but you know we have friends that the the things that they love to do need stuff like they have to acquire certain levels of things to bring them a level of happiness like right so we've got friends that really really like to cook and bake Mm. so they're their spot is filled with all the things that they need to do to be able to bake or cook while they're living. Because like this lifestyle is still life life. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit different how we choose to go about it, but it's still like life life and the pursuit of passion sometimes still take things. So I just wanted to say for me and you, like we choose to try to be small. Like we choose to, eliminate items that are clearly in our way where sometimes all of our tendencies are to hold on to things. And I know that because I see us do it with clothes and like two pieces of new clothing in this van stand out like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because we try to keep it pretty tight. Well, and like, even since we've gotten the record player, like the record player is one of those things that it's we're passionate about we love the music we love having music because we've been in places that we haven't been able to have internet and haven't Mm -hmm. been able to have music which is a big problem for us 
But because we decided to have this record player and because we decided to have records, we very rarely or very inconveniently use our bench because the record mm-hmm. pl- the records are on there right. all the time. Right. And and it just that's a perfect example of like allowing the things in your life to take up space, right? Like it is taking up space. It has made me not being able to use my bench really inconvenient. Like that's the part that's that's one thing that I have to be willing to give in order for my passion to be able to stay and and I am choosing that. Am I fr- like do I want another place for the records? Yeah, absolutely. But like for now, it's it's working until all of a sudden it doesn't work. And I think that's when you're like, why am I, why am I letting this sit here for so long? And do I want, is it okay if it's still sitting here? Am I, am I benefiting from it being here or is it just sitting here because it's, it's always been there. And, and again, this is all from my perspective, seeing the, I'm just staring at the records right now, but I was having very similar feelings when we were in our, in our house, like in Nashville, but it wasn't, it wasn't that they were taking up my space. It was just like, why, why did I buy this piece of furniture just to like sit there? Like I've literally don't, I just dust it. Yeah. And so I think like, I was just realizing I was just, I was just getting things because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Right. And when we were when we were talking about the records, I was like, "Oh man!" By my own, by like our own math, I should be having to choose between the guitar and the record player, right? Because like music is also like a hobby, passion thing of mine. Because I have a record player, because I have another source of music, I probably don't play the guitar as much. If I didn't, and if we didn't have internet, if we didn't have all these things my go-to would then be a guitar and that would probably in turn force me to either hate the guitar or double down and like get better at it and like honestly look at it like uh like a thing i've been playing for 10 years you know yeah yeah so and then that would clear up the bench space and that would clear up the counter space and you know what i mean like that's how fast that could spiral but I love the record player and I don't always want to play guitar, you know? So it's that piece of furniture that you dust. If I still can see how like that furniture could bring something at some point. Oh yeah. But it's also the same, the exact same. And again, bookshelf, I'm looking at our old bookshelf right next to it was a cajon. And if you don't know, (laughs) a cajon is like one of those seated drum, kids right like you just sit on it it's like a square we had one forever it was never used and we thought we did think about bringing it in the van with us we didn't and now we've been on the van like damn it we should have brought the cajon because like we both would have used it right because now we've been really able to see it's a nice bench and we know a lot of musicians we could have phased it into like a mobile pull in pull out and just having, Seating, you know, yeah. having other use, instruments, right. It just would have been useful for us, but it was one of those things that we thought would have been useful before we had never used it. And, you know, it's like one of those splurges. We like splurged on it 
to be like, oh, we would love having this. We would definitely play this. Yeah. To kind of like, oh, damn, we, w- we'd get, we never followed through, right? And I think that's been one of our big pain yeah. points is like, we bought this thing. We never followed through with it. We never learned. Like, oh, why do I do, you know, like. Yeah, th- it was a reminder self- of the back, like the, the amount of times that the follow through hurt. But again, like. Yeah, I. it's hard not to look at that. Like, thank you for, like, what a beautiful lesson that one was. You know, looking at it now and being able to pull into that memory and being like, oh, man, that was a gift. It, it was a gift from um, mm. a boss of mine. I got, I received That's a gift right. card and, you know, I, I could have, yeah, it, I don't know. But having it there, that was a remind. like, it was a great reminder of things and that little bit of failure, if you will, like. And you don't have to look at it that way, but it was mine. I never played it. Like, I, I never even gave it a shot. And I'm a dashboard drummer for sure. For sure. You know, so. Certified. So, it like, it's it's so strange that that's something that goes. But I think that really that really speaks to, again, what we were trying to discuss today. And, like, simplifying the initial, the initial step. Like, really simplifying... The, the first piece, right? Because, like, I probably wasn't ready to buy that cajon. Like, mentally, I wasn't ready. It was, like, that splurge purchase. And that follow-through was because, like, you know, maybe I... My life was too busy already. Yeah. You know, like, I but had instruments showed... on the wall that I didn't play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it also got to show you that you didn't choose your passion. Mm. Yeah. Fair. Right? Like, because yeah, that's where the hindsight is, is wow, I never played that cajon and now I have the time, have the space and would have, would like to do it. And in fact, like we probably will buy another one because again, it's one of those things that we will make the space for. It's multifunctional. Like you said, you can sit on it. And we're around a lot of music. Yeah. And, and it's our thing. And so, yeah, it's just like, you realize how quickly we were giving up on our own desires, but didn't, didn't realize that we were right right but like we had the thing that we wanted to do we just didn't have the time or energy to do it yeah so (laughs) and going down to like starting starting really small and like remembering the consist like consistency for anything is like so so key so like i wasn't if I would have had a routine in in my head of like, you know what, I'm going to try to put in on a new instrument, I'm going to try to put in at least 10 minutes of day on anything. Like maybe it would have been different. I didn't approach it that way though. You know, I, yeah. I didn't have the maturity at the, that point to look at it that way. But we were also both taught at a really young age from an incredible, um, um, and band instructor, uh, Bill Garvey, like we both meet, both me and Shauna played trumpet and we are band nerds. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like proud of it too. Everybody but, from our school was but like, if you played a brass instrument, like you understand, like you can't just like come up off the couch and like your mouth works that way. Like you have to put in the time to physically form and, and build those muscles in your face. And we learned that at a young age, like very, very young. And he didn't teach us with an instrument in our hands. He teached us with taught just us. the mouth. Taught, teached. Oh, God. He taught he, us. He teached us. He teached us. 
like I remember playing for weeks with just, just the mouthpiece. Just the mouthpiece yep. because that's all that matters. I remember that. It's all that matters. So it's like it's it's getting up and going for a walk. You know, if like you gotta start small. You know, start at those like really, really small basic spots and I think if I would have remembered some of those things or been reminded those things, maybe we'd have that go home. You know what I mean? Like maybe those passions go a little bit farther. Yeah. Or maybe we go back to them later in life with well, and I think intention. I think like one of my favorite things and part of the reason that we love this podcast is that we we don't think everybody will live tiny. Like, I don't expect everybody to live tiny. I don't expect this to be normal for everyone. But what I do think is that we are learning a lot about ourselves because we went tiny. And I am willing and want to share how much we're learning because there are things that if someone would have said this to me when I was living in our home that I could have done at home they would have made a big difference. And mm. one of the things, and we were just talking about our, with our buddy about this yesterday, he was talking about wanting to lose weight. And, um, one of the things that he had said was it was his, he just had a belief that he was saying out loud. And I, and I said to him, you know, I know you, you might not think this, but what you just said, like is already closing that opportunity off from you. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you said, I don't want this. So like, if you do want this, that's like, it's okay that you don't want it, but let's find a different way to say it so that it's actually bringing something good into your life. And we had this conversation and basically we ended up with like, just start small. Like for me, I started on the yoga mat. Like that's what I've said is I am committed to at least an hour on my mat five times a week. And I don't have to do anything else other, even if it's just to sit and meditate, but because I've committed to that, that's been a very easy thing to just like, for me, it's not the stress of having to go to the gym. I don't know why being able just to sit on my mat has made it feel like it's my pace instead of someone else's pace. And when you just get back to the simplicity of like, what are you actually trying to do? And I was trying to have time for myself. And so adding that little piece was just one thing. And then I was able to add a glass of water to that, you know, like while I'm doing yoga, I make sure I have a full water bottle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, it's like you, you can build off of the, the more simplified thing that you're doing to build this routine that feels good wherever you are, you know, it does. And again, Mm. wherever you are, I'm saying that because. I don't know if you've ever tried to have a routine, but changing your locations makes that routine very difficult. And our location is different all the time. So like that excuse for me doesn't work anymore. Like I had to find a way like around, around (laughs) change to make my routine work. And like, I think for us, it started simply actually with coffee. Yeah. You know, the act of building coffee in the morning and like taking the time to do that put us in a routine yeah because it was taking it just takes a lot longer you know like we ain't got a keurig <laughs> gosh like we 
you you forget we forget sometimes how easy and convenient those things were yeah and you have to speak around convenience to a certain point you know like that that's hard that's a that's a real tricky piece to a lot of things is like our life is so convenient so convenient and you know the sedentary nature of convenience um is kind of in your face when you remove a lot of your convenient you know your convenient tools yeah you know and with that being said i'd like to go back to what you had said before the not saying not saying what you don't want yeah and because typically like if if we're that's where we start that's where we start man i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this i don't like this I'm not looking for this. That's great, but there's no solution there. There's no forward progress there. That you're that's just you're still on the pause button. Yeah. We don't all right, perfect. We know what we don't want. Yeah. Now so what, what do you want? Yeah. Because then we can actually create some positive action forward. Yeah. So it's like, okay, thank you for being more specific now because Naming something you don't want that has n- what you do want could be totally different. Yeah. You know, and you you might never know that or actually understand what that sounds like until you have to say it out loud. Yeah. I want this, you know, like I want to look in the mirror and not feel X. Well, okay. Okay. You can you start want, with that. Yep. You, that's what you want. Okay. Let's start peeling that back. And yeah. It gives you, you know? it gives you some direction. And like right. you said, when you, I don't want this, it's, it's your pause. It's your, your stop button is already hit right. and there's no, there's no room to squish and squeeze a solution through, yeah. but there is when you change it to, okay, I do want this. And again, that I do want what you initially say probably also isn't exactly <laughs> what you want. And that's also okay. Mm-hmm. But just focusing your energy that way instead of to the past like it's not it's not going to get you anywhere to focus on the past or focusing on what you don't want right so that would be like honestly I think that is like the first thing I've ever learned about coaching was probably like (laughs) okay stop trying to do it or stop not wanting things what do we want and that is the easiest pivot Mm -hmm. that's all it is is like if you catch that it's just pivoting your mind back to, okay, I now I know what I don't want, right? I just heard myself say, oh, I don't want to be cold. Like, okay, so what do I do want? I do want to be warm. So what can I do to make sure that I'm warm? I could bring a blanket. I could bring a sweatshirt. I could bring a jacket. But if I know I don't want to be cold, then all I'm thinking about is being cold and now I'm going to be pissed off if I'm cold. At least, like, this is yeah, a really yeah, simple yeah. example, yeah. but well, it's true. It's like you changing that to I want to be warm allows you the decision to make sure that you're warm like right like if you want to be warm it isn't anybody else's priority to make you warm it's yours but now you know what you want so now you know you can take care of yourself by bringing yourself a jacket right well (laughs) yeah and like this concept of not saying I don't want x and I do want x for me really got solidified in that like language change from uh, Z, our, 
Brendan Nashville, like, like, wow. Like a, a gift of awareness by saying, you know what, man, I don't like when people tell me what I should do. Yeah. Tell me why I should, you know, it, it was, that's, I think that's how he explained it, man. I wish I had this one a little dialed in, but it just came into my, my head. I remember him saying like, don't you ever get annoyed when people are like, Hey, you should go do this. Well, why should I go do that? That's, you, that's not what I want to do at all. That's, he was just kind of saying like, in, give me a man, reason, like sell me on it, you know, like tell me what's. Yeah. But it was, it was something changing it from, man, I, I'll come back to it. I'll remember it. <laughs> we'll be with I'll Z in it. just a few weeks. So we'll, uh, yeah, maybe I'm we'll bring him on and clarify. Because it was be... because it was incredible. It was this really simple thing that I heard myself doing. And that's the thing. Like I heard it. And I was like, ah, oh. and he never called me out. He didn't like give me a hard time about it or anything like that. But he just said one day, like, Hey, this is what this is doing. And it, it... yeah, I don't know. We were, I think we were just talking about people's awareness about other people's face. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. We were, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get clarification. We really went off the rail on that uh, one, but we'll come oh well. back to it. It happens. This is this is actually how my mind works the best, though. Is just throwing stuff out at the walls, talk about it, and jump back. So, the reason, one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this is specific to this show, and I think it just goes to show that. Our life isn't, it's never going to be perfect, right? But we also have to be able and willing to adjust to what we need. And I think for both of us, the vidcast, the video part of this piece was just not where our heads were at. Neither of us really cared about that, I think, at first. Or we thought we did, and we thought it was the only way. And I think the more that we've Realize, like it was just like really causing us a lot of stress and frustration and anger just because it wasn't something we were passionate about, right? Like every time I was editing a video, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't care about it. And that is where I feel sad, sad, like, right? Like we, we want to do things that make us feel good. That's a, that's the journey of what we're trying to do. And what we want to do is to talk and to teach and that is much more our style when we can just podcast it. And I think we were, at least I was, I don't want to speak for you, but I was embarrassed of telling you, sharing that. I don't know, because for me, it's like, well, you didn't follow through with what you said you were going to do, which I said was a vidcast. But really, if people know us and love us, they want us to do what we want to do and what we love to do which is to teach right so I think it's we carry our own shame and judgment ourselves and also assume that other people are gonna think that yeah um but yeah like we moving forward we're on podcast journey like we we want to talk we want to grow with we with you we want to just like speak this way and make it easy because it should be easy and fun and exciting and 
for us, this is back to simple, right? Like we were overcomplicating it because we thought that's what we had to do because that's what we were guided to do. And also call it what it is. Like we want to be successful too. Like the the idea of success is still like something that we're working on. For sure. You know, like just just saying success out loud. (laughs) It's just like, you know, like what, what is it and what does it mean? And I don't know what it is, but we want it too. Like that's, it's something we're striving for. So we had beautiful opportunities to work with really great people and like having video was like amazing we learned so much and and and, and, had someone directing oh god and the things we learned what a beautiful beautiful gift and and he knows it and if he doesn't he's gonna know it so like that but it wasn't we weren't able to do that like that's that's not where one our skills are at the time yeah like our circumstance i mean yeah. there's it's, there, there's a whole mix of things that we were trying to like avoid out of this idea of like almost self-imposed embarrassment or shame about like not putting out a product that's equal to whatever we're seeing and like that's it is so ridiculous so ridiculous because the biggest podcasters in the world all have said like just start with the basic stuff and just go and talk it doesn't have to be perfect and you know in 2021 it's easy to it's like a compare game to everything it still is even you know it's hard not to it's really hard not to so like again like we watch some of the biggest podcasts in the world of course they're going to be beautiful yeah of course they're going to have all this stuff lined up and they're going to have you know it's it's professional and we want to feel professional, you know, and we want to feel successful and we're still working through that idea of like what that is to us. Yeah. And the idea of packing on stress on things that it's out of our war, like our scape, our scope, scope. scape is, it well, was it, just overcomplicating. Yeah. It was overcomplicating it for no reason. You know, like we were, we were doing too much and it wasn't enjoyable like we were feeling stressed by it instead of this excitement which is what we really want we want this to be fun and informative and grow a community of people that are willing to look at this stuff because this is this is important work and the complications of adding video for us when we don't want to do that were outweighing like what what we were really coming here to do in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does and that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And like, it's think about how many hours, how many hours me and you have spent sitting across from each other in this van, drinking coffee in the morning, you know, having a, a bubble water at night, smoking a joint, like having conversations that aren't recorded. In the amount of times that we've said, hey, we need to record this because... We do we, have a we, lot of recordings. He's, I, he ain't telling you all the truth. Well, but but like that idea of being a fly on the wall in a space that is foreign or, or not exactly understood. Like, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in my parents' kitchen right now. Like, that that's how different this gets to be. Is like some, Like, I miss having those conversations or hearing what people are talking about in a kitchen 
you know, at a home or like, you know, yeah. or I want to be in a, a locker room. I want to hear what those coaches are saying when all the cameras are off kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I started realizing like when we're having these conversations, like we're, we're pushing into like some serious things for us and being able to share that is the important part. Yeah. Like being able to show people that it's okay to share it in whatever way they feel comfortable just to get it out and to say it, put it into the ether and let it go. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, so I get with that yeah, wow. moving forward. Hey, podcast. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the us first that podcast. Um, yeah, I think this was just, again, it's one of those things that for me, my pattern is always looking outside of myself for answers, for critiques, for anything. And that's, it, it just, that decision wasn't in alignment. It was just like, oh yeah, of course I should do it that way. Like, of course, like, why wouldn't I add one more piece of content? <laughs> but like one more piece of content's a lot, right? Like you guys know, like it is. And, and, and the hard part is your partner's over here. Like I've never had a computer, <laughs> you know? So you're like content. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know when to draw the line. <laughs> like I hardly understand why this red light on the microphone's on. Right. You know? So yeah, I'm, just... I'm trying to, to like this content, like you were saying, you were going, oh, let, why wouldn't, why content, wouldn't we? Get it everywhere. Which again, like, but that's such an old way of thought. Like, and that should probably also just be, we could segue there. It's like, we have been taught how to do this. And at least for me, as someone who's been in the online space, the entrepreneur space for a while and the coaching industry, I've watched how they, people have taught, this is how you do it. This is the way. And what I know now, and what I hope all of you know now is there is not one size fits all. Like, it shouldn't be one size fits all. And I've just believed that it was this whole time. And I think that there's a lot that we can do to help guide, right? But I don't think it's like, do it this way, this will work for you because it worked for them. Yeah. Because like, you still have to be in alignment with who you are and what you want to do. And this was exactly what happened with us going this vidcast route was like, wait a second, our buddy had mentioned to us like, um, Hey, do you guys, or what, would you be interested in recording a talk show? And we were like, yes, that's exactly what we want to do, right? Like we want to talk. We want other people to be able to help support that if they want, right? Like if someone else wants to do video or audio or all the other things, great. But what we want to do is talk and teach. And so since we've been able to narrow that down, that allows us to get back to simple. Okay, what can we do yeah. to make that fun and make that work for our life and our lifestyle? And on top of learning how to talk better. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> like I've said, scape and scope, and like <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, it's a it's a tremendous amount of a tremendous amount of learning. Well, and even for us, like we both talk over each other and we've learned that and we know that and we've done it right. We've been together for 16 years. Like 
we've, we've been talking a lot. And so we've also been battling for who gets to speak and who gets to be heard. And, um, and so we are working through that stuff while we do this. And that's also okay. And that microphone is an active tool for that. Like for that, sure. that is, that is a really important thing. Like I'm sitting here, even like I catch myself having like twiddle my fingers or like squeeze my hands to remind myself not to cut Shauna off, you know, but I'm, I'm doing it more consciously because this red light's on. And so because what do you think the, what's the cutting off about? Oh goodness. At, at the end of it, it's probably just like validation of like, Hey, hear me, see me. Ah, like I'm here. It's, you know, it's the kid at the grocery store that's tugging on his mom's shirt being like candy bar no not candy bar skittles okay not skittles mom 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 you know like it, at the end of it i think it's that little child inside you know yeah. um, because i we all are <laughs> like we're all just a bunch of big kids yeah. and like we might be getting older but that doesn't mean like you stop acting like a kid and like, I think for me, me cutting you off comes from that, that place of like, I want to, I want to share, I want to be open. I want all these things, but also I'm accidentally going to bulldoze because I need to be seen. And, you know, more than likely I've been that way my entire life, you know? So that red light, it's a kicker because <laughs> I notice it. Yeah. But it's also, it's practice, you know, and I yeah. think just like anything, I feel like we have this misconception that like people that are professionals at things, like we just assume that it didn't take them any time. Right. Like there is a lot of skill and practice that comes into anything, anything and everything. And I think as beginners or when you're at that beginning stage, it's, it can be hard to see where you're at now and like where someone else might be and how you get there. But it's also practice. Take practice. Let it let it flow. If something is working, add more of it. If something isn't working, get rid of like you can you have permission to change and ebb and flow and fail. Fail and, <laughs> and, and or make make mistakes, not make, fail. Yeah, because like fail, you're but... the you're the person that's gonna decide what failure is to you. But you you get to mess up. Like you, it doesn't need to be perfect. And I think what I've learned in my four years of coaching now has been like, people want that. People want to know that they don't need to be perfect, right? So like when you're imperfect or you show those imperfections, thank you. Like, thank yeah. you for sharing that because that allows me to hit send when maybe I wasn't I, I couldn't do it before. Yeah. It, it kind of humanizes to a level of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like I forget that we share in that emotion with other human beings. Yeah. You know, like we forget that sadness can come out as anger, you know, and then when you see that, you can kind of connect, you're connecting to someone on the emotion, not just. Well, I'm just going to do a side note. If you didn't know that, that anger a lot of times can be a um, covering up emotion for another emotion. So like Corey mentioned, you could have sadness, you could have 
um, embarrassment or hurt underneath that. Um, but sometimes anger feels more empowering for people. And so if you're experiencing anger, um, what I have done for my own is really try to understand what is underneath that anger because my anger and part of the reason I'm probably not drinking is my anger would really, really come out with alcohol. And really it was sadness and all these other, you know, really, really emotional emotions, but I didn't know that. And so I was getting angry at a lot of people because I was angry at myself. And so, um, if you didn't know that, like in your experiencing a lot of anger towards your loved ones, towards yourself, towards your kids, um, see what else is underneath. Like, what are you not getting? Um, what is the anger stemming from? Is it not being appreciated? Is it not, you know, you're having to do everything around the house. So maybe you're not supported. Um, it could be a lot of things, but, but don't just stop at anger yeah. would be my suggestion. If, yeah. 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 That's what I would do. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Yeah. I think it's, there's hmm. our emotions are a different language and we have really been able to connect through our own emotions together as a couple because I feel like our emotions were so out of whack that we didn't understand them and we didn't understand each other or ourselves so that so when we started using the process like just in real life it ended up becoming very um I don't it just really connected us like yeah. it really allowed us this connection because I could understand when you were like I'm frustrated because this isn't happening I'm like well I'm frustrated why this isn't happening so how the hell do we get both of these two things right we're both experiencing the same emotion which was really helpful for us because that we could find was middle ground and then we would be like okay so fine I'll meet you at frustrated yeah my frustration <laughs> needs this and your frustration needs this how can we you know both find a solution for that yeah and, and some of these things just like multiplied in their strength because we were like layering tool on tool on tool like we were using multiple things well, for each one like and, the willingness to take 50 percent in something like handling an emotion like okay whatever this is 50 percent of it is exact like it is me doing it to me yeah it, like just having that idea of like communicating frustration to a partner, it doesn't make that, if you can acknowledge that, yeah. it doesn't make your partner feel absolutely attacked by all 100 because like you can kind of sense and feel hopefully at a point where it's like, okay, I think they're not trying to attack. Yeah, they're we're, not, this both, is, we're, we're both trying to take our 50%. It might've started uh, each at a hundred. Our swords and shields are still out. You're pulling but, them back a little. Yeah, we're, we're not, we're not clanging them together. Like, yeah, we're not, we're not sparring. We're not fighting. We're, we're, we're actually discussing what the hell started, started it with that 50%, you know? Yeah. Well, and that had been kind of this like three part section for us too, is like, it started with like, okay, we realize and recognize we're both at a hundred percent 
angry at the other person or upset at the other person. So let's start both. I'll take my 50, you take your 50. Okay, so we, we were able to start there and then did that for a while and then suddenly it was like, okay, now I'm going to take 100% of this situation because if I put myself in this situation, like there's something that's in this in this scenario for me, for my lesson, so I can take 100% and then so Corey could do the same, but it took, it took time. It took getting to that 50%. Yeah, and, and if you're able to like, and man, like picking this idea up from from other teachers and and mentors in our life of like carrying your weight when you can carry your weight, you know, understanding that some people might be stronger than you. So like they can kind of carry a little bit for you when, when you need help, but like you have to pick up your own weight of whatever these things are, you know? So like that acknowledging of the 50%, that's you acknowledging like, all right, I have to carry some of this weight of of what we're going through. And that for me made me like truly believe that my partner was grabbing what they could grab at the time, like at the time, not me expecting you to be something. It was, where are you at this time? Perfect. Okay. What does your 50% look Look, like? Yeah. 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 And man, because then we could understand and you're like, okay, that's all, that's all you can carry right now. And I, I want to just give Corey credit for this because I've been doing this a lot longer than him. Corey has implemented things a lot stronger and faster and it, it's just been more integrative. And it is, that has been a really good lesson for me because you, you kind of went about it without any fears, like, well, shit, time to change. Like, what am I, what do I need to do? I was very fearful of the change and on the unknown and like holding on to like all these stories and this victim mentality because I didn't know any, right? Like my whole life I felt like I was, it says like sounds so dramatic, but really like I felt like I was just like on my own little island. Like, and so being able to see that where I was and seeing how differently the situation or your experience has been was like I think has showed me like okay we can help we can really help speed this up by talking about it in these phases because that's we have been able to work through them in different steps you know yeah for sure and you know I think I, I was also actively searching out like male role models in the online space to listen to like um like joe rogan and jordan peterson for me like those 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 two people their levels of communication and really doesn't if you have good experiences with their stuff or bad you know i don't know everyone comes in on different uh different places with um those two but like they were they're constantly talking about things that like I was needing, like I male role models going out and, and picking up your weight and like bearing, bearing some of that and owning it and being talking about what masculinity is and like hearing grown men cry 
on a podcast where millions of people are watching and they're sitting there and they're sharing like I didn't let that just slide by like oh that was an uncomfortable moment I saw that as how powerful and beautiful to show a generation of men that might not have seen that yeah to see it because that changes that changes things for sure you know yeah it really changes things yeah i uh i remember when you first started listening to rogan and i i know other people have felt this because i have had this conversation with enough people but when corey was on the rogan train to begin with it for a while was definitely triggering to me like first of all because everything that he said was about joe rogan and like he just kind of, I felt like, came out of nowhere, yeah. and then suddenly he was, was every, <laughs> everywhere and always. Like, Corey would say something and be like, oh, I learned that on Joe Rogan. Oh, Joe Rogan yeah, said that. But in, oh, in all, all right, I'm cutting you off here. In all fairness, because everything, like, I was always listening. Like, I had headphones in, and I was working in this career where I could. I could always be listening to something and i did and i went back to the beginning and i listened to everything like and it's really weird that way but i had so much time in like airspace that i was just ingesting information and it was from scientists and health experts and psychologists and hunters and you know it it hit the entire spectrum it was a political and non-political it was funny and serious but what it did was it always gave me something to like, oh, like I was listening to this podcast. I had to say this <laughs> podcast because she's like, Corey, I don't want to hear the name Joe Rogan in this well, house. No, it was not that dramatic, but it was it, I, the problem was that the opinions did not uh. feel like they were Corey's opinions. They were just now what Joe Rogan had said. And I think that's where I was feeling really challenged with it. I know now that I think you're just really in alignment with a lot of his beliefs or you've now been able to see so much and hear so much just from so much of his yeah, content. I, I but... think the latter. Um, I don't think I had the skills to go, hey, I was listening to a podcast and this person said this, like citing who was speaking. It was always just like, I heard this on Rogan. Yeah. And then it was about whatever was applicable at the time. And thank you for, like, hanging on. Because I can only imagine how ridiculous that is. You know? Like, <laughs> I get that. But also, like, I... Now I see the absolute utility of... And, and why. And, like, absolutely. I, I see why numbers make sense like that. Um, but, yeah. Oh, for sure. Golly, like, the, the amount of education that got, like, crammed in... Yeah. From just trying to listen and then, again, hearing men speak differently than how I'd ever heard men really communicate. Right. You know, it really changed a lot of things. Yeah, I definitely now have listened to more of Rogan myself. So I think a lot of, I like how he brings in different styles and people and from all different walks of life and i think he's fantastic at facilitating conversations that mean something you know i think that's we need more of that and that's like for us it's just this conscious conversations like people need to learn how to communicate and 
I'm saying that because I've had to learn how to communicate myself. I've had to learn what I'm even saying and why I'm saying it. And, and for a while, I, it, a lot of the time, it didn't feel like the words were even mine. And so that's where this idea of like, okay, if we're having these conversations, like may, we want, we want you to know like what you actually believe in, right? Cause I would, I would add things to conversations that I hadn't, I knew nothing about just so I was saying things, just so I was saying things. And then people like weren't, you know, like they weren't having that reaction, right? Cause I was not saying anything of value to the conversation. I just wanted to be heard. And I think now that I've, I've been able to see that I'm I still catch myself saying things that will take us in a different direction it's because I'm trying to be heard as well you know but again that's that's Mm -hmm. why this podcast is so fun because you Corey is totally right like we've had to learn how to do this and we are learning and we still are learning and it takes practice and you know we just want people to be able to see like it doesn't, it's not an overnight thing. It's start with that cup of water in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Start with the committing to one thing, you know, whatever that one thing is like a cup of water is a good one because you can build off that. Like if you love coffee, like even if it's a lit, your coffee mug, fill it, fill it up before you fill it up with coffee, drink it. And then you can add to that. Like, once you have your water and you feel really comfortable with that routine, then you can start adding a vitamin. And then maybe at the same time, like maybe then you'll do a stretch or you'll do maybe a little to- bit of sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of sunlight. Right. Cause that is one. Um, yeah. Uh, this is, we're going to end it on this. This is back to simple. Get out in the sun. If you are struggling with your mental health, if you're feeling like, things are still a little chaotic and you're still not sure what to do get in the sun you need some vitamin d um need a little bit of earth need a little bit of earth in your life yeah and and if that's new to you like i get it and that's okay but i promise i promise getting out in the sun will do you some good um and it'll make you feel better um might be a little hard to get there and i've been there as well but we're just, we really want to encourage you because we are, we've seen and heard and been around enough people now who have expressed that they're really in a tough place and after the last year, rightfully so. Um, and we're all there and we're all there in some way, some shape or form. It's not going to look the same, but we all experienced the last year together and we can we can also move forward together too um so yeah that being said yeah i'm just gonna do a uh journal prompt for y'all if you want a call to action do some journaling um i love this one how can i simplify this so anything that's maybe stressing you out in your life um look at it ask yourself how can i simplify this um my brain is really like type A analytical puzzles. Like I love that. So streamlining systems works really, really great for me, meaning like the, these routines. So when I add to my routine, I can, I can normally get a few things that I probably wouldn't have done. 
but it makes them all a lot easier. So how can I simplify this? How can I make my life easier? And if you need a little actionable prompt to that, if you're kind of stuck on that, like how can I simplify this and not sure how to write about it, go to your junk drawer. Because mm. I'm sure, because even in the van, we have a junk space. Like it's not a drawer, but it's a space where it's like the catch-all for our, for some of our stuff. But go to your junk drawer and look at it. Pull all the stuff out of it. Lay it on your counter. Lay it on your floor. Lay it on a space and organize it. Yeah. See what stuff brings you value. See what stuff needs to go. See if you need to, or, like, see if it needs to go anywhere else and start there. And that that's an actionable thing you can take to try to simplify just one drawer. And that one drawer, that can, that can start your day totally different. Absolutely. So, awesome, y'all. Oh, yeah, guys. Thanks for another awesome conversation. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Us First That podcast. If you want to support our work and future endeavors, head over to www.patreon.com slash us first that. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>